previously on Creek Chat. I'm pretty sure Pacey's about to steal some more kisses. Dawson sees them and nods with approval. Approval of their eventual relationship. And once he realizes that his two best friends can be happy together, I think he'll be all for it, to be honest. And Dawson is going to be approving so hard. Yo, it's all good. Y'all do what y'all need to do. I know y'all feeling frisky and want to get it on. Could there be a true turning of a friendship because of what happens ahead? Joey, you are smarter than this. Why do you have to pretend to be a fucking idiot? Because we know you're smart. Joey, who's Arthur? Is she an idiot? Because she sounds like an idiot. As far as I'm saying, you can get that character out of here. I mean, it's, you know, obviously a pretty long day. So I'm gonna guess that just some bad shit goes down, right? No, this is fucking awful. Like, this is the exact opposite of what I like. It's the fucking writers, directors, executive producers, fucking creators. It's whoever fucking green lights the final fucking project. Fuck you. Welcome to 50 Randy Quaid's Presents Creek Chat. I'm your host, JT, Dawson's being a bitch again, Money. And with me, my special guest, is he cocky or is he humble? Hey, it's me. My name is Chucky B, where the B stands for Born for Violence. Oh, he's feeling real cocky tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, and we're here in all of our glory, to talk about episodes 19 through 21 of season 3 of Dawson's Creek. That's right, it's your Creek Boys, and we're back. You want to talk about those predictions from last episode, Chuck? Uh, yeah, sure. Alright, so Stolen Kisses. Well, Stolen Kisses is definitely going to be all about Joey and Pacey, and for rightful reasons. Pretty sure Pacey's about to steal some more kisses, but it'll be after he talks to Dawson... And Dawson seemingly will be reluctant, but will still give his nod of approval. Without going too far into... Half right. Oh, absolutely. It's all about Joey and Pacey. This whole shit is about Joey and Pacey. And the ramifications of Joey and Pacey. The second part, the nod of approval, and we'll deal with this more later, does not happen. Very much the opposite of that. Uh, Jen and Hanky steal some kisses. Uh, well, Hanky tries to steal some kisses in the next one, but he doesn't get to because Jen ain't having it after she botches the situation. And There's a bunch of botches. Oh, everyone botches almost everything here. Andy, you're going to be heavily involved in this three-pack, but I'm not sure how. Um, she was, relative to how much she's been involved recently, pretty heavily involved here. Although, botches her reaction to the situation. Yep. Alright, so let's hear about what actually happens here in Stolen Kisses. Dawson, Joey, Andy, and Pacey spend spring break in the mountains of Vermont at Dawson's Aunt Gwen's home. But the trip is filled with tension as Joey and Pacey continue to battle about their feelings for each other. Andy becomes intrigued with the gang's visiting childhood friend, Will Krudsky. 
Back in Capeside, Jen, working as the hostess at Leary's Fresh Fish, becomes territorial when a waitress flirts with Henry, who is working as a busboy. Also, Gail and Mitch question their current situation over being partners in the restaurant. I don't think they really question their situation over being partners. They're question well, in the restaurant. No. Yeah, that was uh, inaccurate. It's being partners in life and in love, but that happens throughout this whole three-pack. Yeah, pretty much. Let's hear about what you had to say for the longest day. I mean, it's obviously a pretty long day, so I'm going to guess some bad shit goes down. Maybe a test since we got to be getting close to the finale? The longest day. Shit, it's pretty long. Some turmoil between our six heroes. Each of them are going to have something that is going to be making their day particularly heinous and long. Andy, Andy finally gets told what her punishment is post-Green being gone. Uh, the PST, PSAT special agent comes back and says, Yo, we got to throw you an issue. But like Principal Green said, a star's got to shine. I loved all of it. Did Principal Green say that? <laughs> no, no, that's what you said he said. I think you were just kind of paraphrasing. <laughs> you said it much differently and better than I did. I was also kind of paraphrasing you. I loved where, what you were doing there. And full disclosure, I did kind of like nudge the PSAT special agent guess that you had there. But it was great. But no, that's not... The Longest Day is a fucking... A very frustrating episode. That's what I'll say right now. It's an episode. All right, well, let's talk about the breakdown for it. <laughs> it's an episode. <laughs> Ooh, I can't wait to hear what else you have to say about it. Capeside's newest couple struggle to tell Dawson about their relationship, but end up not needing to say anything after Jen unknowingly lets the cat out of the bag. Dawson gives Joey an ultimatum. If she continues her relationship with Pacey, she will be subsequently ending their friendship. Dawson is not the only one hurt by the relationship, as Andy also gets upset and sours her first date with Will. Meanwhile, Pacey leaves Buzz with Doug for the entire day, and Jen deals with Henry, who wants to take the relationship to the next level. But they do it in a fucking way. Alright, so here's what I read. You know how they had the weird, like, what the hell was the fucking quote? You ever have one of those days you wish you could live all over again? And they just replayed the same fucking day over and over again from different angles? Yeah, I think it would have been better if they went a different way with it. Did you ever see the movie Go with Katie Holmes? Yeah. I didn't, but I read that this episode was kind of a play on how that movie works. I don't know, I've never seen it, that's just what I read. I saw it go a long time ago once. I think in terms of like the way that they show you how a day plays out from different ways and then it all comes together in the end. I think that's what that's what the movie does and that's what they tried to do here. I just don't think it worked well. I don't think it was executed very well. But anyway, your predictions for Show Me Love. We're going to say that Joey and Pacey, they're dating. That's what's happening. Dawson is just sitting in his room looking at one poster, and he's like, ah, I'll put that Jurassic Park poster back up. Dawson's doing the restaurant thing, and he's still just trying to find himself. He doesn't find someone until next season. It's a long shot. It doesn't make much sense. But maybe Dawson and Andy? Or maybe it's teased in the finale. But things go, I liked Show Me Love. I thought it was the second best of the three-pack. I thought uh, this first episode was really good. And then the other two episodes were fucking awful. Stolen Kisses is legitimately one of my favorite episodes of the entire show. Uh, it's up there. I'd put it in the top five if I had to just freewheel a number right now. The Longest Day is one of the worst episodes of the entire series, in my opinion. 
I do like Show Me Love, but it's an average episode at best. All right, so let's get down to the brass tacks of this opening. Hold on, of... hold on. Let me do the uh, the breakdown for Show Me Love, and then oh, I thought you did no, that. not yet. I'll do it right now, and then we'll get down to business. As Capeside prepares for the annual Spring Regatta Boat Race, Dawson and Pacey compete with each other for the top prize. Only Joey is tired of feeling like she is the prize. Meanwhile, after many weeks of mixed messages, Gail makes the first move with Mitch. After Jen finally forgives Henry for his one-track mind, he gives Jen the most romantic night of her life with a moonlight picnic atop the restaurant. So get down to the breakdown, Chuck. Let's talk about Stone Kisses. So there's uh, a slew of new characters that we're going to get in this episode, starting off with uh, Uncle uh, Uncle Gale. Now, Gwen something. Okay. we Gale's sister is what I assume. I don't think they... Do they say... I would guess Gale's... They don't. Okay. I, they don't, but I'm going to say Gwen and Gale yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely. We hear about Aunt Gwen first and foremost right off the bat of the episode. These losers are going on spring break and they're going to Aunt's, Dawson's aunt's house. Yeah, and it's uh, Dawson, Joey, who were the ones that like always went. And then Pacey, Andy, and uh, new character, Will. A guy who I guess used to live in Cape Side and then they moved and So they made it seem like they hadn't been back to Vermont since they were like nine or ten or something like that. So it's been six or seven years. And Will, I think Dawson said the last time he saw him was in third grade. So he was with them until a very young age and then took off and now lives with his shitty dad. Because everyone in this show has a fucking shitty dad. Apparently. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> Well, I, I would say Dawson doesn't. No, know, you're right. For the most part. No, you're right. He might be the only good dad we've met so far. But yeah, so, well, Jack was originally supposed to go, but we explain his absence by saying he's hanging out with dad this weekend. So things are moving in the right direction after the weekend with Ethan, apparently. So good to hear about Jack. No drama, no appearance, but they explain why. They're getting it. Yeah, but there's there's an explanation yeah. for why Jack is not there. Jackers is not there. They're really paying attention to that kind of shit now after dropping the ball forever. And I I have a hard time not noticing and looking for that shit now after we've made such a big deal out of it. Like, now I'm hung up on it. Like, well, where, where the fuck is Jack? Well, yeah, it makes sense. We're supposed to care about these people. Then they disappear for episodes at a time with no explanation. You're like, where the fuck is Jackers? Where is Bodie? Oh, I know where Bodie is now because it's nighttime and he is working at the fucking fish fry. Right, exactly. I don't really, you know what? Bodie doesn't show up at all in this three pack. And I've got a comment on that in the third episode, but it's not a major gripe. So I'll let it slide for now. See, you know what? I didn't even notice. You know why? Because I knew what the fuck Bodie was doing right. because they established it like an episode. Even ago. if you don't know, you can assume now. You can make a safe assumption and not feel like you're making shit up like he's in Boston. Or dead in a ditch. Or in Grams' fucking cellar. Or attic. Or a closet. Or anywhere where Grandma hides people. Which could be anywhere. A tornado cellar. Yeah. That's what they're called, right? So they get to Vermont, right? And Aunt Gwen just is lovely and loving and very vivacious. I like Julie Bowen a lot as an actress. Uh, 
you might recognize her from Happy Gilmore or in Modern Family. And Modern Family was yes. Where she's most famous from, obviously. But she lets us know that even when they were young, Pacey was chasing little Joey Potter around. And Pacey was a little smartass back then. It was like, step on, or hey lady, step on my buzz, why don't you? Yeah. What a thing for a nine-year-old to say. And she's all like, so before they go to the aunt's house, uh, the best friends were kind of talking. And Dawson was kind of like... You know, I'm starting to question why we're not together. And then they get to... Oh, no, that happens. That conversation happens when everyone else is washing a horse. That's when he... Oh, is that when that Yeah, that's a little bit later on. In the beginning, they're just kind of happy about going to Aunt Gwen's, right? Before that all happens, though, there's that tension between Pacey and Joey. She's clearly not happy when he invites himself along, because he was supposed to sit this fucking thing out, right? Yeah. So what happens the first night that they're staying in Aunt Gwen's house? Where do they end up at? In the same fucking bed, of course. Oh, yeah, that's hilarious. Of course. And then the next morning or whatever, she's like, she's like, I can feel it. I can feel it, Pacey. Okay, so he did, like, get up, and they were both awake, they established. And what they're saying is, like, he kind of, like, leaned over to look at her. But the way I read it was he leaned over and sniffed her. Like, it looked like he... I looked at it like he was going to kiss her arm, and then, like... Okay, all right. Someone yelled something. Well, Aunt Gwen was, like, come down for breakfast, and that's when they end up going all their separate ways throughout the day. And I don't know if they were being blatant with this. I assume they were. But they were trying to show the parallels between Joey and Aunt Gwen. Oh, they were definitely being obvious about that. Oh, yeah. Because I was like, oh, Pacey's totally her Richard. Oh, no doubt about it. And that's why when Gwen finds them later, she's kind of rude to Pacey, I guess. But she doesn't tell Joey, like, you should be with Dawson. She's just like, you need to tell Dawson. Yeah. Because you can't be reckless with other people. You can follow your heart, but you still got to take care of other motherfuckers along the way. But before all that happens, she pulls Dawson and Joey aside and takes them out shopping during the day. So that's how those two kind of end up kind of thinking about their past, or at least Dawson thinking about them. Because Aunt Gwen's like, so what happened? Basically. Yeah. And they run down their whole story and they end up with Joey ending it with, well, and then Pacey, or then he asks Pacey to look after me. And Aunt Gwen's like, well, what does Pacey have to do with this shit? And she's like, oh, nothing. Which, Gwen right there has got her suspicions up, and she figures this all out pretty quickly, I think. I think even before she sees the kiss, she's already got her suspicions. Well, then they get back to the to her, her place, and they're uh, all doing karaoke, and uh, Dawson and Joey do a duet. And that's when, like, like, Pacey's watching, and he sees that, like, Joey looks happy. Is like looks like she's having fun. So he's like, "Fuck," and so he gets up and he walks outside. And then she kind of like goes after him, and they're like kind of chit chatting about it, like dancing around it almost. And then he's like, "Hey, you know how I feel. Like you need to figure out how you feel. Like he's like, but you can't say what you just said to me and expect me not to try to kiss you." That that's the second time they and then there's a little bit of stolen kisses. So yeah, it's right before stolen, right before stolen, right before that scene is the one you were talking about earlier, where Dawson's like, "I'm stolen." I'm starting to forget why we were 
why we're not together anymore. So we're starting to get the idea in our heads in the audience that, ooh, Dawson's going to be interested in Joey again now. Finding himself... Oh, he never lost interest. But he, but but he did. Instead, well, he put it out there, and he like basically told Pacey, he's like, Pacey, you got a Chris Benwami? And fucking get some stolen kisses. So Joey says... In that scene where they kiss again here, Joe Pacey goes in for another one. She's like, I felt it this morning when your arm brushed up against me in bed. And he's like, how did it feel? And that's when she was like, it made me feel alive. Like, it made me feel alive. You can't tell a person that and not expect them to kiss you, which is exactly like you said. He yeah. said, like, I just, I love that scene right there because it builds up so perfectly to the second kiss that happens later. Uh, because this is Pacey doing the work here. This is Pacey again. You know how I feel. I'm showing you again. But she still. That's when Gwen comes up and sees it and Pacey goes back inside. He looks all fucking sad about it. He's been sad for a while now. Sad Pacey. This whole trilogy of, of, of episodes is sad Pacey. Except for when he's making out with Joey. Uh, well, kind of. Except for when he's making out kind with Joey. Kind of and kind of not. He's definitely sad for the entirety of Show Me Love. Well, yeah, I mean, well maybe. can you blame no, him? No, no, no. Uh, and I would say he's sad for most of this one, too, if not frustrated on top of it. Well, yeah, he said exactly what it is. He's like, he's like you know, I want to be close to the person that I am falling for even if they don't feel the same he's like that's why i wanted to be here right yeah yeah well see gwen's throwing a fucking after the kiss after she sees the kiss she throws a little flame on the fire i think that's how that works when she gives dawson gas on the fire Yeah, there you go (laughs) she gives a painting to dawson that she said is her favorite painting in her house of dawson and joey when they were younger so, like, if you weren't trying to cause problems and make Dawson fall back in love or realize he's still in love with Joey again, she had to know that that was just going to make things more intense after seeing Joey kiss another boy. Like, bad timing. Because he ends up look. Yeah, but she knows what she's doing. I don't think she does, because things don't turn out very well. I think she knows that this situation has to come to a head. I don't think you're wrong, but I don't think that pushing dawson to fall deeper in love with joey when joey's in love with her richard as you were pointing out earlier is what gwen intended to do there so either she was being thick or she was being malicious because i can't think of any other reason why you would do that after seeing joey kiss someone else it's the wrong way to make things go to a head maybe she feels the same way that dawson does in that uh, Joey and Dawson are destined to be together, and if that means Pacey gets cast cast to the side, he gets cast to the side. They're young; they'll they'll meet new friends. I don't think Gwen's the type of person who would make that judgment call and push things in that way and be like they're destined to be together. They're kids; like she doesn't know that. I just I don't think she would. Again, and if you're talking about the parallels, I don't know. It kind of seems like she's been hypocritical the entire episode. Which I think is another thing that mirrors Joey. Why is that? that? Joey's a hypocrite. Because she did what she did, and yet she consistently, at least from my point of view, seemed to push the 
like, oh, so you guys broke up for no reason? Just well, get back together. But that's before she knew about the Pacey angle. That's when they were out shopping during the day. And at the time, it would make sense why she'd be like, why aren't you two together? Because she doesn't know there's a mystery factor in Pacey that exists. Yeah, but then even after the fact, she does decide to give him that painting when she could have given him a different painting. She doubles down. I, I don't think that's a double down. I think you're misinterpret. You're doing you're doing what you're known to do in this show, and that's a sign very malicious motivations of people that I don't fucking think exists. Hey, 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 hey. This show gave me Abby Morgan. It started with that, and then I have to base all of my new characters like can like I have to this is what the show made me do. Also by forcing fucking racism and hate and all this other shit and like pedophilia and all that on onto this universe and capeside i'm just gonna go ahead and assume the worst of all these fucking but not every character that we meet double down i'm sorry but not every character that we meet ends up being in abby morgan and if they are it's pretty clear from the outset that they are abby morgan so i I think you're. I'm going down with the fact that she is doubling down and Pacey's doubling no double down. down. Kisses. There's no double down. And yes, that's when we get to the. No, Pacey doesn't double down on the kiss. Joey contributes her first kiss to this little romance we got going on here. Because Pacey's like, I can't kiss you anymore. You got to figure it out. And he goes to walk away and she's like, No, baby. Grabs his hand, pulls him back. Well, she doesn't say no, baby, but that would have been funny. Pulls him back and just gives him a sweet and tender kiss to take the show off the air, man. Like, now we know Joey's in. Well, yeah, well. You know, everybody's just stealing kisses. Yeah, well, we'll find out about how really in she well, is. Well, everybody but Dawson. <sighs> Maybe he's stealing kisses with his aunt. Maybe it's really weird up in there. Dude, it's the, mount- Maybe. it's the mountains of Vermont. It might get weird up in any kind of mountains. You know what? I think he's actually, like, eventually he's going to be stealing kisses with Andy. Well, let's talk about Andy and what happens with her in this episode, because she gets a little bit of a nibble of a storyline here with Will, our new our new friend Will Krudsky. Um So on the way out there, they kind of establish that Will is a sad dude, just kind of like Pacey is, too. Like, he's got a shit life, but he just can't wait to get away and get into a school to get away from his dad. When she asks him what he wants to be, he just says, just happy, I guess. And, well, he also drops that line where it's like, you know, isn't it better to have a short time with someone that you can actually love versus, like, uh, a lifetime with someone that, like, is basically a glorified roommate? Like, that's me paraphrasing what he said. Is that in one of the later episodes? uh, No, that was in this episode. I don't have that written down. I think he says something similar in another one Then after they find out about what's happening and Andy's pissed. He's, like, kind of along the same lines. Like, I, you're better than this, or whatever. I, I don't know. I got... Will is... I don't... Alright, so they we find out he's a fucking pool shark. Because while Dawson... Cause, no, because they're talking about the ant. And, and like, how her... Like, oh! she got... Like, Richard came through to her life. And you're then, right. like, she was only able to spend a couple of years with him before he died of, like, cancer or something. Yeah, at the same time when they were in the diner, that's right. Um... But no, it turns out they go to a pool hall later while everyone else is shopping. Pacey, Will, and Andy do. And Will Will and Pacey are pool sharks. Will more than Pacey, I'm assuming. But Pacey knows how to hustle. Like he's fucking Pacey Witter. 
Oh yeah, Will's like even trying to like shark Andy, not really like sharker, but like kind of sharker, sharker into liking him. And that—that's <laughs> exactly what it is. He's hustling her like, cause I guarantee you, it's not the first time he's played that hustle on a girl before. Like, dude, this is why Dawson, dude. I'm telling you, Dawson, you need to get in there with Andy, cause you guys can just be like, you can be like, oh, no one wants to be with us because we were both rejected by the same relationship let's get together so later in the episode we got andy and will just talking on the front porch and that's where we find out about his jerk father and that's really kind of the end of them for this episode like they're involved in the karaoke and, and shit like that but nothing else really happened storyline wise for either one in this one there were no stolen kisses no no they there weren't any more stolen kisses uh this episode i don't think really well Jen, uh, Jen and Hanky might steal a few kisses in the storage room later. Let's hear it. Mitch and Gail are getting back together. All right, let's talk about Mitch and Gail then. So they're sparked into kind of thinking about their olden days when a friend comes back. Apparently, the her husband, who had just passed away, was Mitch's best man at their wedding. And she shows up well, with the toast. Which had me slightly confused, because like, I thought that Will was her son oh really for a while (laughs) just kind of assumed that because they definitely didn't make any indication that it was no but they brought this new like child character and then this new adult character with a dead dad and then he's like oh i hate my other dad and i was all like he didn't say my other dad (laughs) he only only had the one dad (laughs) <laughs> but I was all like, oh, maybe that's like his stepdad? Like, I don't oh, know. Oh, so you were really stretching. You were stretching. See, Bodie's got you pulled off guard. This show's got you trying to fill in gaps that don't exist because you're thinking they're just forgetting something. Well, exactly. And that's why I'm like, all right, they're not doing a good job because they're not telling me that this is explicitly his mother. <laughs> they didn't, no, they didn't even try to link the two at all because they're not linked at all. They're not linked. Nope. And... And I'm just like, dude, I fucking hate this show. Like, there's so many things about it where I'm just like, you got a great premise and you're just not fleshing it out. What? All right. Hold on. So because you're making stuff up, you are blaming the show. Like, I didn't even think that for a second and never have. Why would those two even be connected? I'm just telling you, there's multiple things about this show that I've disliked. That had we had not been doing the podcast, may have got me to just be like, I like, like it, as long as I kept doing it routinely, maybe I would have kept going. But if I would have missed one of those rotations, I might have been like, oh well, that's where I'm done. Fuck it, I got no need for the rest of it. Okay, so are you saying as we approach the end of season three that like you're ready to tap out on Creek Chat? No, I'm not. Like, I'm ready to keep going. Like, I'm just saying, like, it's got to get better than this because this season's been fucking just... The the first half... It's been the worst of the three seasons. The first half, I would agree with you. The second half, once the Potter B&B opens up and Bodhi comes back, I think it's some of the strongest shit this show has. I feel like some of these episodes have just been, like, really bad. Okay, well, that's awesome. Uh... Glad to hear it. I'm, I'm just saying that's where I'm sitting at. Not everybody is going to love the show. Like, well, I'm asking you to love it. I think it. the first two seasons were much better than this season. Mitch's mullet from their wedding is better than his current haircut. Yes. <laughs> 
he also looks like he's the same age, just with a mullet, which ob- yes. obviously he has to be, but they didn't even make an attempt to try and make him look younger. And see, though, like, certain things like but that. But what are you going to do? Like- what are they going to do to make whatever this dude's name is look 20 years younger? He looks like a ropey-ass, muscly old man. How do you young that up? I'm not saying that in particular. What I'm saying is just that it's just another... What is another or, thing? If you're going to get hung up on that, then let's let us just quit right now then, because that's something that doesn't matter. No, everything that I don't like about this show are things that really don't matter. That's what I don't understand why it's you get like hung I up said, on them. It's like I said. Maybe it's just because that's how I watch TV. I need to create the entire universe. Especially if it's a show like this where it's like you're giving me a universe. Yeah, but why don't you just focus on what they're giving you and not worry about filling in the details? Because that's what they're giving me. No. They're giving me that. No. They're fucking giving me no. that. They put that on fucking screen. Hold on. Here's what they didn't give you. Connecting Will to Gail and Mitch's friend. But that's a complaint you have about this episode that you created whole No, that, uh, that wasn't a complaint. That was saying that was something I didn't understand until I figured it out. And then once I figured it out, I was like, oh, okay, that's stupid of me. But it was that thought process that led you into complaining about what you hate about this show. So clearly it set you off in a way because you're creating things. Like, I understand a lot of your gripes about the show. I get it. But you can't get hung up on that little shit. Otherwise, you... I can, though. But you're never... I'm not... It's not going to be fun to watch this because you're going to hate the whole rest of the fucking series. Well, I mean... That's what's I've wrong. been yelling during the whole first half of this fucking Creek chat. You're going to be yelling during the whole second half of the Creek chat because you're going to fucking hate it all. And that's... Whew. Well, then that just means we yell. Get used to it. I think you're just mad that I don't love Dawson's no, Creek. No, no, no. I'm definitely not mad about that. I don't expect you to love Dawson's Creek. I'm bothered that the reasons you don't like it are so fucking stupid. I think is what it oh, is. Oh, no. That's not the... These are... Like I'm saying... This is where we're at with it right now. There are bigger reasons. I'm saving that for when we get to those episodes. This is the best episode in the three-pack. These are just minor details. What really pisses me off is in the next couple episodes, how poorly it is written and then executed. So Jen and Henry, then let's get on to those then, because really Jen and Henry aren't super important here. She gets jealous about this. But they had a lot to actually... This is actually, I think super important to their they they have a much smaller scale relationship on the show and that's what i'm saying like this is to your point to to things that quote unquote matter but um this shows a lot of things for them it one introduces us to a new character the sister of chuck from the show chuck shelly and uh she's all like oh man i love these little fucking 14 year old boys and jen's Um, like he's actually 15 that's right and and he's she's like oh that's got me hot and she's like listen here bitch and he's like hey you wouldn't say you wouldn't tap that and well and the thing is is jen never says anything to her about that being her her boyfriend and she just continues to let fucking shelly go on and on and on and on and on and then she gets mad and fucking hanky when fucking shelly's all like i'll fuck you in the parking lot right now and hank's like uh, what the fuck do I do? And Jen's like, I'm not jealous. Go fuck her. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Jen, I, and I'm not saying that... I mean, I thought it was great. It was it was such a great exchange between those two, like, 
I wasn't trying to be Fantastic. dismissive of the importance of what happened here. I'm just saying it's pretty easily summed up so we can get out of the next one. Jen gets jealous because she doesn't want to lose Henry and she's not used to that feeling at all. This new waitress comes in and makes her feel jealous because she offers Henry sex. And Henry is like, well, I said no. And she's like, yeah, but you want to. And all like you were saying. But in the end, she admits to Hanky. She's like, it's because I was jealous. I, I don't know but what that that's... feels like. Right after that huge embarrassing scene. Uh, where she says, uh, she calls Shelly a slutty wench in front of the entire restaurant. <laughs> That's the quote. A slutty wench. And Shelly hasn't really done any, well, she offered. No, she didn't even know though. Cause like, she's like, she's like, hey, you slutty wench. That's my boyfriend. It's like, oh, why didn't you mention this earlier when I was saying he was cute? And not, I wanted to fuck him. Alright, so, because they are trying to make you dislike Shelly throughout the episode. Like, she's the predator in the situation, but they... But I don't... No! I'm just like, no, she's just trying to get her fuck out. They flip it in this scene, and that's when they make you realize, no, Jen is just being completely ridiculous here. And not handling it because she doesn't know how to feel this way. And Shelly's, like you said, just trying to get, trying to get it on. But in the end, Henry's like, you know, my biggest dream came true. Uh, in the end, and that was seeing you in lingerie. Um, I also did a little write for uh, hashtag fight for your dreams. Hashtag follow your dreams. Hashtag Gail. She's killing it at this restaurant thing right now, man. She's making it happen. I'm loving Gail. One of my favorite characters this season is Gail. They gave her. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like This season, fuck all the kids. Um, I'm definitely going to say... Fuck Dawson starting with this episode, The Longest Day. Prior to that, this has been Dawson's also, maybe best this season. season. I've literally hated my favorite character for the most part the previous two seasons, which was Joey. And this season, I'm just like, get her the fuck out of here. Can't stand her. Needs to be gone. Someone 86. Okay, there. so this these these three episodes or these next two episodes must have really just pushed you over the edge because you haven't had this sort of hatred towards joey the entire time you have obviously said that you've liked her less but now you're coming out and saying like get her the fuck out of here so what what put you over the top here with joey like i had to start here it's just the same fucking bullshit every fucking episode and thinking that it's going to change like well if i just keep on saying fucking like like if i just keep on letting the shit pile up tomorrow it'll be gone oh it's still there fuck well i'm just gonna throw some more shit on there and see if that works and tomorrow it'll just be gone and 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 it's like she's so fucking dumb that she actually thinks this plan is gonna work and i have proof from that because she's in a room with three fucking people one who's named two letters and someone else calls him a real name that starts with one of those letters goes hey arthur and who's arthur who the fuck do you think is arthur okay i definitely made uh, uh a note about that comment like that was one of the dumbest things i think joey's ever said rage but okay as far as your your rage about born for violence (laughs) <laughs> good point 
as far as your rage towards her piling shit up or whatever, what indication do you have that she has learned to be smarter about her decisions in life? I know you want her to be, but she's still a 16-year-old idiot who's in the middle of falling in love with someone who isn't her soulmate, but is her soulmate's best friend. And they both think you were, you were certain, you were absolutely certain that Dawson was going to be on board with it, right? Well, yeah, because you know what? I'm starting to think that maybe these kids are fucking growing up. But no, they're regressing. Hold on. Because they're still 16. You have to. Yeah. Well, you know what? I don't care. It's TV show. Make it fucking better. This is the big thing. This is the thing. Like, this is the bombshell moment in all of their lives that splinters our group. Because up to this point, the group has not really been splintered. There have been issues, but they've always come together you've seen how they handle this over these two episodes this is a big fucking deal this is a bigger deal than they've made of anything in terms of interpersonal turmoil between people not that that can't be fixed i just wish they would do something with the turmoil instead of just being like let's have a boat hey buddy there's still two more episodes left in this season there's still resolution to be had like you can't you can't there's there's two more chapters left that's all i'm saying like i get your rage here i get it I'm not saying it's unfounded because personally, I, I, Dawson was never going to be cool with these two getting together. I think he supremely overreacted to it though. Okay, so basically wrapping up, obviously, is a huge Joey, Pacey, Dawson episode. Pretty much the same thing goes for the entire three pack. Um, I also think the, the triumvirate of our, I'm not considering their friend the woman uh a fourth new character even though she is technically a fourth new character i'm not counting her the one whose husband died she she showed up for one fucking scene to drop off the toast shelly and aunt gwen i'm saying the whole lot of them even though will's in this next episode he's not going to be in season four i'll tell you that much like the whole lot of these people are pretty much throwaway characters the only one that could the only one that really could be back is Aunt Gwen. Is he going to be in Young Americans if he's not going to be in season four? No, because he doesn't even go to this fucking school, does he? Oh, are you under the impression that Young Americans happens at Capeside? No, I mean, like, I am. I think it's going to happen wherever they said their other family is. I don't know, Chicago or some shit. I don't know where the fuck that... I don't know where it's going to happen. Know, I, I don't really care where no, it's going to happen. No, I don't happen. know either. I already know, I know who it's going to follow, and that's it. Okay, all right. So, so not Shelly... Uh, Will or Aunt Gwen? No, fuck. No. Do you think we see Aunt Gwen come back? You said she's the one possibility. Yeah, maybe in the maybe in the series finale, she'll be at the wedding. <laughs> you know what? I think that would make a lot of sense that she would be at the wedding because she fucking as sub- subscribing to this fucking relationship since she fucking painted that fucking picture of them when they were kids. She was all like, "Oh, this is so sweet. They'll be getting together. They'll be getting married. They're fucking. They found each other when they were five. Oh, it's so fucking cute." One of my favorite things about your predictions is when you add people to the wedding party or to the wedding for the finale. I'm making a note as we go along of everyone, so when we get to the finale, we can see how many people may or may not be at this potential or not happening wedding. Well, at the very least, they'll be in the finale. Some people will. Everybody be. that I named so far. Everyone's going to be in the finale, whether they're at a wedding or not. Everyone's coming back. They're going to bring back. They're going to bring back Cliff. They're going to bring nope. back um, Billy. Can't bring back Abby because she's fucking dead. No, no, definitely can't bring her back. But no, they'll bring Billy back into the mix. 
they'll bring um the the chick that they met at the bar from the walking dead back in she'll be at the wedding they'll bring who else has been hanging out eve that's when eve's gonna come back is at the wedding no yep, way that bitch never come yep, back yep, yep. you got anything else to say about stolen kisses before we get into the shit that you really hate just stolen kisses so the longest day must have felt like the longest episode for you i wrote down two things well, I, I wrote down a lot for this episode, but one thing I wrote down, I actually, I didn't even need to write it down. I was going to write it down and I was like, you know what? I'll remember this. This isn't the longest day. This is the worst episode in this entire show. And I was like, this is probably the longest season because it's fucking felt bad. Mostly. The first half of this season is all over the place. The whole Eve storyline, all that shit is real questionable, right? Like, I'm, I'm on board with you on that. I think I actually liked a lot more of that stuff That's before crazy it started going in this direction. See? I've actually disliked this direction more than the beginning part. Okay. Well, that... I think. I don't know. Go back and listen to the early episodes of this season. I don't... Tell me if I'm wrong, I don't know. listeners. Apparently, you've been hating Joey the entire season, and you're just coming around to being angry about it now, so who knows what you were really feeling initially. So, this my problem with this episode is not in that they attempted to do a weird kind of timeline structure. It's that the way they did it created too much overlap. We saw too many things more than once than we needed to see more than once. Even if it added just a little bit more than what we saw earlier, it's still like, I I felt like they wasted 10 minutes of this episode showing me shit I didn't need to see again when they could have been giving me more. You know what I think this show should have done more of? And that's be fun. Like, the first season, or maybe it was that second season, there was a couple of those episodes that was just like, it seemed outlandish things that were happening well, like um, and i'm not getting enough of that now and the outlandish things that are happening are like pushing uh just certain buttons that we don't necessarily i know you don't like the racism buttons being touched but the fact that this show was doing it is really important so like you're just gonna have to swallow that one down no i get it and i'm like i get some people probably really want to see that it's just i don't think they went that hard on it. it's not the focus of the show it was the focus of like one or two episodes of 120 something episodes well and then they just drop well the principal like, leaves. They, they, they go it with well, it and though. then they just completely drop it like we don't see fucking matt piece of shit cofield's character throughout these uh episodes ever since he's more than likely been reinstated back to school why do we need to see we him don't see this new principal why do we need to see a we never met a new principal so what does it matter and if matt's not important to the story why do we need to see matt like i don't want more matt he, he served his purpose now he's done yeah i just i don't know they're just gonna give us a whole slew of high school kids baby I know, and that's one thing I've already said in the past, is we're getting a whole slew of new fucking kids. And they all serve a per- but it makes sense. There's probably 800 to 1,000 kids in that school. Oh, and the other thing that I wrote down was, I mostly do not like the writing on this show. A lot of it's really... I hate that they use the big words that they use, and they try to make the kids sound super smart. I fucking hate that. It works against what they consistently show me, that these kids are fucking dumb but all right i think that's maybe kind of the point too is they're book smart they're not emotionally smart or you know like they've studied the books they've learned the words they can pass the psat with flying colors but they don't understand basic human emotion because they haven't learned you can't learn that from a book so the what i was getting at from the one thing with uh the the show's not having any fun all right so i feel like they missed a really great 
and and see like i'm also at the disadvantage of knowing what happens after these next couple episodes to see where the story goes but fucking chopper here's where i'm at i have to assume that this show is going to disappoint me because that's where i've been this whole season so i'm going to assume that this little fucking amount of relationship that we've gotten from pacey and uh joey which has basically just been this episode is it and then it's the next episode will show us what they're going to do going forward or whatever but hold on oh, i just want to make sure this is where... i just want to make sure i'm understanding you correctly you're saying that joey and pacey their little dating here in the longest episode where we see them in the boathouse clandestinely kissing and sneaking around behind the back because they can't find the courage to tell dawson just yet this is all we get of them. i'm gonna have to assume that that's what this show is going to give me right now so assuming that like that's just a little annoyed right and like for me, it would have been a lot more fun because the uh, optimistic side goes, okay, actually, they're not going to do that. And they're going to go back to, like, full-blown dating here soon. And that's when they will get the, not necessarily the, the nod of approval from Dawson, but he'll at least turn the page and be like, all right, I can't just openly hate this. And what I think would have been real fun is you do kind of like a Groundhog Day thing with it. Because that's where I kind of thought they were going with it at first. And then nothing was really changing. And I was like, oh, they're just showing it from different different points of view. And I'm like, oh, less interesting. Well, there were f- but I thought it would have been really cool if, especially considering how in Groundhog Day, Bill Murray's character is super cynical and shit like that. And Joey has been nothing but cynical the entire fucking series. And it's really been like, I feel exaggerated on <laughs> Hold this. Hold on. So you're positing that this show should have gone with a fantastical time loop scenario? Yeah, I thought it would have been fun. Okay, but that's. I. All right. So, uh, here's what I feel when you brought up the fun point. And Hold even on. if they just, even if they just tie the bow at the end of the episode with the bullshit, just having it be like a dream, and then Joe, it's, it's just Joey's way of the dream again. How she feels about Pacey. It would have been a much more fun episode than what we got. I'm not going to disagree that this episode wasn't fun, but a fucking time loop in the world that they've given. You want to talk about building universe? Well, that would spit in the face of what universe they built for us. Even a dream sequence would spit in the face of what the show has given us, if it were the entirety of an episode, in terms of believing their universe. Hell no. I'll agree with you, it could be more fun. Here's an example I'll give you from season one to season three. The Scare was the scary episode of season one, where they did the seance with the serial killer, and the fucking people that were, they brought in from the the convenience store that were over there, Ursula and whoever the fuck else, the broken window that you just couldn't wrap your head around, all of this shit, (laughs) all of this shit, whereas in season three, by the time we get to the scary episode with uh, Escape from Witch Island, it loses the fun Pacey and, and, and Jen were fun in that episode with the, the love potion and shit. Yeah, that was like really the only but thing. But the Joey and Dawson shit was just so heavy handed and dark and like weird and it, it there was no fun there. I think there was a lot of the beginning half of the season that was more fun than we're maybe giving it credit for. You said you liked it more, but like the strip club party they had at the house. 
the, the like the noir episode that they had when they were all sweaty and shit. When Dawson was trying to get boned at the homecoming rally, like crashing the boat while he was getting a blowjob, like there was some. See, I thought all that was uh, much more fun. This part of the season, we're into the drama, though. We're into the 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 heart of the the romance and the drama. I just don't think that their drama is done well. I can't argue with taste. That's fair. I think that they often write their characters stupidly and inconsistently. Not that the characters themselves are stupid. They're just written stupidly. I think the way Dawson overreacts in this episode when he finds out the knowledge. Because at first you're like, okay, I get why he'd be pissed because they were hiding it from him. They've been hiding it for a week or whatever. Why didn't they just tell him? But as it goes on, he reveals very clearly it's about more than that. He still, in his heart, looks down on Pacey and thinks he's better than Pacey. Especially in regards to Joey. Like, some of the shit... Oh, yeah. Some of the shit that he says to him, like, do you really think that she could fall for someone like you? And all this kind of shit. Like, Dawson clearly and, holds himself to a higher standard than Pacey is. And that... And the basically being like, well, if you do this, like... He's like, you're throwing our friendship in the garbage. He's like, he's like, I'll always forgive Joey. Well, Dougie says something similar earlier in the episode as they're going through. Like, the premise of this episode is... Pacey is christening true love. It's ready. It's been worked on. It's in the water. He's got to take it out to sail. And everyone's coming to the docks to do this shit, right? And as shit goes on, we end up with Buzz at Doug's house because Pacey's got to go tell Dawson that he's dating Joey now, which he fails to do. But Buzz's mom, like, had to work or some shit. So Buzz is at Doug's freaking the fuck out uh jumping all over his shit and stuff like that he ends up putting like gum and a fork in his answering machine which comes into play later because pacey doesn't get a message from joey or something like that like they try to make all these oh this is why this plays in later but it just didn't feel that intriguing to me i guess i don't i just didn't well it's because the message didn't mean anything and that's the other part of it too is they tried to make it a big deal that the message was broken but it wasn't a fucking message that mattered you're right it was just stupid they were creating drama out of nothing that didn't matter and that's how i feel like dawson's reaction is too an overblown bullshit over nothing how did he not see this coming i know he's blind but he's not an i idiot. don't see why they just didn't both go in together and be like hey uh we didn't expect this to happen but it happened we need to tell you this or telling you this I get why Joey wouldn't march in and do it herself, because as she's shown with her initial feelings for Dawson, she's not good at just coming out and saying something. Maybe she should know better by now, but especially telling that person that she's in love with someone else, I see why it's a big deal and hard for her to do. It seems strange to me that Pacey wouldn't have already just done it. Yeah. It's that's like a little bit of the frustration with this show. It's just like the they're able to move some of the storylines along around really well and do everything like that and have these kids like grow and mature and everything like that, but the they don't mature or seem to even learn from their mistakes when it comes to their relationships and like that's what this whole show is built upon. And it's like <sighs> just aggravating i think it's all extremely understandable even if it is aggravating oh i would have done it differently i look back like did i really do it any smarter than they're doing it if i did anything at all probably not 
No, yeah, I'm just saying it's. So that's why I still as something like, it's just I guess, the difference in what I want from my teen drama. You want that fucking instant gratification and progression onto the next thing that a certain other show provides. I get it. Yes, I yes. I get it. That's what I want. But again, it's an entirely different world entirely different world and i'm not even talking just time i'm talking about place and characters you can't expect yeah, the same thing from this true. show it's it, i can expect i i can that's a bad expectation expect, to set i'm just saying i cannot expect but i can desire to have the same sort of formula formulaic uh, Why do you want a formula? The way I'm trying to describe it, it like following the same sort, I guess, like the sort of instant gratification, move on to the next. But this thing. is a different show. Like I don't understand why you're looking for the yeah, same I, thing. Unsubscribe from a different world. I'm just, I'm just saying it's not the thing that would probably get me. It's probably the, one of the reasons why, like, I stopped initially watching when the show first aired. Because what, I think I made it a season in? Oh, I don't know. I, I feel like you probably didn't watch it regularly at all. You watched an episode or two and think that you watched it. <laughs> but it doesn't really matter. Like, that's not a, that's definitely something that doesn't matter. Alright, so like I get it. Alright, bro, I knew you were going to love the OC more in the end. I'm not trying to sit here and say that I want you to love this more. I just know based on your personality... OC is going to come out on top. Yeah, OC, I think. I have a hard time choosing between the two because they both satisfy a different thing that I want out of a show. That's the thing for me. I also really like the unpopular fourth season of the OC. It's okay. It's not a lot of drama. It's not the OC. That's my problem with it. It's a different show entirely. The tone completely shifts. It's Well, yeah, because there's no more crazy fucking people. and that was the heart of the show that was the yeah. heart of the show well and that's part of the reason why the show started to go downhill and then got canceled and then they had to wrap it Those up Those started to go downhill it was shit from the first episode of season four and didn't i mean but dude that's where we get the whole towns and and like i, I really like that character if, if that would and... have been the first season of another show or with some other elements added in, okay, maybe, but it was not the OC anymore, and that was my problem. Yeah, everything was, to, and I feel like they had to like kind of manufacture drama between Seth and Summer there that season. Okay, so is there really anything else you want to say about The Longest Day? Because now we're talking about the OC, and I just frankly, I feel like we've hit the important parts of this really frustrating yeah, we really episode. did. I mean, basically, it just, instead of being cool and interesting, it goes, hey, here's the same fucking day from, like, four different perspectives. All right, here, here are the highlights of the other shit that happened. Will and Andy go out on a... One thing I thought was really cool. Okay. Dawson did say at one point, that he had to go to work later. Yes, he did. I wrote that That's down. right, he did. So there's a little something that we I don't think we've ever heard anyone say before. And that's one of the things I really like. You wanna, this is this is some of the things that actually the show had started to do really well. Second half uh, of the season. In the last couple episodes is start to it starts with, fill in detail. It starts with the episode I mentioned earlier, the opening of the Potter B&B when Bodie comes back. It starts right there where they start paying attention to where people are at and why they're there. Like in this episode, Graham shows up in the beginning of the episode and she's leaving town. They don't tell us where she's going. 
But she's going. Doesn't matter. Exactly. They show us her leaving. She's gone. Jen's on her own. Henry's going to be there. Graham's concerned they're going to fuck. Henry's going to come there, try to get some sex. Doesn't happen. Jen gets pissed. Boom, slice. Embarrassing. All right. Well, Jen reveals to Dawson about Joey and Pacey because she thinks he already knows because they were supposed to tell him, but they both chickened out. So Dawson finds out ahead of time. Henry comes out and he's like, listen, motherfucker. I'm sick of your friend's bullshit and all the drama they're cooking up every week. I'm just here to get fucked. That's not what he says, but I'm paraphrasing a little bit. And Jen's like, hell no, dude. I want you to leave right now. So she kicks him out of there and she's pissed at him for the whole rest of the... That's it for him for this episode. Hanky has been put in the laundry. So there's a couple other things I wrote down. Um, One was like a series of quotes. Uh, Here's Pacey. There's an us here now. And then Joey going, you know. And Dawson's like, yeah. I know. I know. <laughs> and I was like, oh, there we go. And then they go, isn't it one of those days you just always want to relive? And I'm like, what the fuck are they doing? And, well, because it shows, it's basically, then, uh, it opens the exact same way as the opening of the show. When they come back from the first commercial break, it's like, hey, the episode started all over again. Is my DVD skipping? Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait. No, no, yeah, I was like, I was like, what the fuck happened? It, I was like, yeah, this is weird. But then it shows you a and, little bit uh, more. And then, the, yeah, the, you're saying Jen reveals it early to Dawson. And I was like, oh, not too wise now are we Jen? no she stirs up a whole bunch of shit here but from what we've seen no one's really mad at her for doing no, it no no one really but is. that's because it's like it's all things that these fucking people should have just done their fucking self but i feel like a while back they would have been pissed or someone would have been pissed at jen for spilling the beans oh yeah someone would have been like bitch don't stick your nose in our business but that that is showing some growth i'm surprised actually but that joey didn't there's the growth that. but there is the growth in joey she has a hard time dealing with anything surrounding dawson is the key thing but when it comes to jen making the mistake she knows it's not jen's fault that that situation happened you know what i mean like so she can she knows it's her she's learned to for not because she used to deflect all that shit on jen back in the day but jen walks away pretty outside of the guilt she feels herself for fucking up no one else is putting her up uh you know crucifying her or anything it, andy andy is getting pissed in this set of episodes though she I'm just I'm just thinking about like I can't help it out but like all these like secondary side characters from fucking the OC are popping in my head like Zach's just popping in there and I'm all like oh shit you going oh this is crazy well, that's the difference between the OC and Dawson's Creek the OC generally introduces secondary characters that stick around for a while and have an impact on the show then- that matters. And, but then they'll go away. Dawson's Creek will kind of just bring someone in and they won't fucking matter for anything outside of that episode. They introduce yeah. a new character every episode almost, I'd say, on average. That's insane to me. But back to Andy in this one. Like, she goes out on a date with Will. Dawson lends the boat. They go out on the creek. But we find out earlier in the episode during the... They're in the library. And she's talking to Joey about it, too. Where she's basically like, yeah, I'm still in love with Pacey. Like, she's back on the Pacey train. So it's like, Andy, what the fuck yeah. are you doing, girl? Are you regressing back into Pacey land? I don't even think you guys have been hanging out lately. How's that happening? Well, at Stolen Kisses, they were there, but they weren't hanging out because she was cozying up with Will, 
who man andy when she sees those two what the fuck does she say to pacey she's like i don't know what to say god how could you be so stupid pacey she is never going to love you like she loves him and i'm like ah that's a hell of a thing to fucking say to someone yeah that was real mean in the heat of that moment right there like ooh wee but she's kind of mean the next episode too because she's all about getting dawson on that boat so that he can fight pacey not literally fight, boat race fight. Yeah. So that's all. That's really all I think I got for longest day. We can move on to that boat race, fi- boat race fight now if you want to. I wrote down for Dawson in the uh, longest day. Everyone alone. Everyone hating each other. The, all right. So he was watching uh, a throwback to Joey and his first date, the last picture show, which is exactly how that movie fucking turns out. Like it is a depressing shit, but it follows in the way that they've got the situation set up how it's playing out for these best friends and it's not good so this is probably where we have the biggest difference in this uh entire three pack is our feelings on show me love uh yeah because it looks like you have uh andy and will and galen mitch is kind of a big thing for me it was pretty much no they're not a big thing um, we can get through andy and will right now go ahead what do you got about them oh i just kind of have like that uh i've got next to nothing all i have is that andy and pacey kind of make up as friends and that's good here's what i've got for will and andy and i don't even know if i wrote down anything about Will. no here's what it is there's the train station thing that you're talking about there um where what is it here that will says <sighs> hold on a second i got so much shit here well, oh hold like on, here the it is of this episode so at the train station pacey's this is when will's leaving right yeah, that's like the end of that. Right, right. So, pay, this, so this is what we got for Will and Andy. Will and Andy, be real quick, knock them out right here. Uh, Will says, don't sleep with any of your teachers. Uh, or no, Pacey says, don't sleep with any of your teachers. It never works out the way you think it will. And I'm like, oh, so now we're just joking about pedophilia. That, oh, that, yeah. Now it's just a fun little joke. But what Will says to him is, don't give up. True love wins out in the end. Now, what else we have for Will here is I think an exchange uh, so will shows up at andy's place and he's got a scholarship to raleigh that's how he's getting out of his dad's place uh but he says he's worried about pacey and andy's still cold as fuck here she's like it's their fault for what they did they fucked up and they got to deal with not having anyone there for them and will's like they they had feelings for each other and they had the courage to explore them so kind of in the same vein as what they were talking about the diner earlier of like they had the courage to explore it like i think that's a great idea and andy's like yeah well there was one time where i didn't set out to hurt him but uh that totally ruined our relationship i'm like yeah but there's a difference yeah but you fuck someone else bitch y'all were dating and you cheated on him that's not what happened here yeah like you get none of I think that I think she just is still angry that Pacey found out about it. Well, at the end of the episode, she shows up and she's like, after Pacey ultimately gets rejected, walking out of this three pack, which you've said you've got a gripe with and think we're over now because Joey 
think she fucked up so bad with Dawson that she's going to have to end this shit with Pacey. But at the end there, Andy comes up and he pulled the true love nameplate off the boat, threw it in the water. Andy grabs it, gives it to him. And she's like, you know, I felt hurt and I, I felt betrayed and I felt all these things, but like, I don't hate you. So it's not like that, but she's still fucking pissed about it. And I don't get it. I don't get it. I'm sorry you were falling back in love with a guy you stopped dating months ago, but you can't get mad at him for falling in love with someone else. You're not dating. You're not in love anymore. Yeah. That's over. I I, I, oh, I don't know. Andy really, really frustrated me in these two episodes with her reaction. It's worse than Dawson's. But that's all I got for Andy and Will, this whole fucking three-pack. So they're done. Gail and Mitch... Uh, I, I feel like they're taking steps in the right direction to fulfill my uh, prediction. Well, they end up kissing by the end of the episode. Well, yeah, I mean, like, I'm when I say get back together, I mean, like, they're going to renew their nuptials. Oh, we're talking, oh, it's not a renewal. This is a brand new marriage. Well, yeah, brand new marriage. Mitch and Gail part two. All right. Oh, so... You're going on record right now. You're predicting Gail Mitch married again. By the end of season four by the, at the latest. By the end of season four at the latest. Well, you heard it here first, folks. Mitch and Gail, a hot item back together. Well, it looks like it. Look at this whole three-pack and what we've gotten from them. The really nice underlying beauty of the whole three-pack is the Mitch and Gail, specifically Gail. Because she knows what she wants you know what? now. She's going for Personally, it. Personally... I would love to have them dating <laughs> by the finale this season just because we need something positive to go into season four because every fucking time this season or this show likes to end with a fucking just negative Nelly. End of season. All the fucking yeah, end time. of season two. Who's going to die? Who's going to die? Hold on. To be fair, we've only seen the end of two seasons. End of season one was very hopeful and happy. It was the best friends kissing for the first time, making that shit real. You know what I mean? Well, I guess... The end of season two, you're right. The end of season two is yeah. abysmal. End of season two is fucking... Everyone was... I mean, it was good ending, but... Everyone was in a hole. You just don't like what we're right here. I get it. But we got two more episodes to go, so let's hold off. And we're going to get to those in a bit here. Um, but Mitch and Gail, they end up... It's a busy weekend with the regatta, but she shuts that fucking restaurant down. Which, I'm sorry, Gail, that's business-wise very stupid on the weekend of the regatta but i get it okay candlelit dinner and she's like mitch baby like you're more important in this business you always have been and you always will be and that's when they end up coming together and i'm like will yeah. be and that's the thing mm -hmm. continue to be all right so we've got them out of the way you got anything else to say about mitch and gail here no so i was just saying you know like um they're great together they are they were when mitch is not acting like a dumb they need to wreck. go back to season one gail and mitch where they're just constantly fucking all the over the first like two or three episodes of season one gail and mitch we didn't even get that yeah. much of that but you're right it would be nice to see us give us a little bit but it's of... funny it's funny because we were introduced to it that's just how i expect they'd normally act right oh i would guess that every before she started fucking bob every day of their or marriage before Dave or whatever his name was uh bob every day of their marriage before he found out about bob those two were like that guaranteed that's just how it was they made it seem like dawson had been dealing with that for his entire Forever. life right 
Like, he's just like, I just want to get a Pop-Tart. Stop doing this. But this episode, and really a lot of this season, almost typically since the divorce was finalized, because why wouldn't they become best friends after that? They've made it seem like those two are getting along a whole lot better. Because Mitch is finally realizing, like, what have I been holding out for? What do I have to gain... What's better than Gail? Like, she is the love of my life. I am in love with her. I've done this other shit. My best my best man just died. And I read his toast and watched his toast and made me realize, too, like, shit, man. Like, shit, I had a great mullet. I should grow it back out. I hope he does. All right, that's what I want to see beginning of season four. By the time that rolls around, Mitch's mullet is back. I hope, I hope it's And real. I hope he starts wearing cut sleeve shirts, too. Show them guns off, Mitch. I'm I'm down for it. A mullet and some cut sleeves. Come on, Mitch. Bring it back. I'd love it. All right, let's talk about Jen and Henry in this episode. Because uh, I feel like that's pretty straightforward. So, yeah, I, I just wrote down a couple of bangers for this. I wrote... <laughs> First off, embarrassing. Henry just is going place to place, holding the sign. You know, begging for forgiveness. Oh, what does the sign say? Um, I I don't remember. It was fucking ridiculous, though. Like, dear Jen Lindley or hey Jen Lindley, please forgive me. Something, something. And he's been doing it for a week. He's been hanging outside Jen's house for a week. You know what I liked about that scene where we find that out? A, we find out Grams has been making the winning Reese for the regatta by herself since 1953. Yeah. That is... And now she's got Jack, Andy, and Jen helping. And uh, that kind of shows us where Jack's kind of like, he's back, he's doing something, he's hanging out with Grams. And I love seeing Grams try to put the flower behind his ear. They're a little sweet relationship. And uh, I feel like we need more Jackers. He's pretty absent uh, this entire three-pack. They either explain him away or he's just not really doing anything. Because in the last episode, the longest day, the only thing he really does that episode is tell Pacey to hurry up. Yeah. That's like literally the only thing he does. He's there, but he does nothing. In this episode, it's kind of more I mean, of the same. There's more of him in this episode, at least. Yeah, a little more. Uh, Jen uh, finally forgives Henry. They go up to the roof where there's like this sweet little picnic, and she's like, "Oh my God, Henry, I love you. I'm gonna spend the night with you." And then Grams is all like, "What the fuck you doing, girl? You gonna go back to hooking? And I don't like it. You ain't gonna be no twelve year old having sex with no thirty five year old in my house." And Grams like, "Hey, uh, Henry is was super apologetic, and we literally just slept." in the same like roof under a blanket sober and totally closed down they slept and Graham's yeah. all like oh child sweet child sweet sweet child I won't have to kill Henry tonight <laughs> and Jen's like oh good wait what don't kill my hanky and, and uh, yeah that was pretty much that yeah it's really like Graham's overreacts to Jen staying out all night Jen, instead of just telling her right away, I didn't sleep with him, is like, I expected more from you, and walks away. Instead of just being like, why are you pissed? I didn't sleep with him. But they gotta drag that out. But whatever. I'm not gonna complain about it. Yeah, it's because Jen needs that imaginary fucking drama, because for the most part, things with her and Hanky are pretty top-notch. I think she just wanted 
grams to not assume that because she was all in out all night they fucked but chad you gotta understand that that's just kind of what your history you were shows fucking 30 year olds when you were 12 so like i can understand why grams would kind of be like that but by the end she's like girl like always she said a couple times you've grown you've changed you're a better woman now you can accept love from someone else and jen's like yeah that's right love not wiener that's what I'm accepting. Love. And then the rest of the episode um, is should this this episode should just be called Dawson versus Pace. Oh, it's a beautiful boat fight. Like at the boat races. Give me a fucking break. Boat racing. These guys are gonna boat race. Okay. The only problem I have with them boat racing is not that they're boat racing. They live on the waters. They've shown many times throughout the show that sailing boats and being on the water are very integral to their lifestyles and the community so it's not far-fetched it's a fucking regatta but too. they've like they don't like show any interest in it until right now pacey has been building a sailboat for no, yeah. the entire pacey has season. been and so it makes sense for him to be in this boat race. okay Dawson only Dawson, Dawson doesn't care just about the boat piece racing. Piece of shit that he is doesn't make sense. It, oh, I guess it does because he's just a fucking cack. Why doesn't it make sense? It's not about him. He's not into sailing. The argument is not because you said he's not into sailing. He's not into sailing. He's into. No, he wants to do it just to fucking beat Pacey yes. because he's a fucking bastard. Right. So he is a piece of shit for that, and that's why he's doing it. That's why it's understandable. Yeah, fucking, this, he's an idiot this and he's an show asshole. just made me hate Dawson again after liking it. That is where I'm at. That's my problem. I forgot how dislikable Dawson was to how likable Dawson was and how much of a fucking flip of the coin it is that he goes in these two episodes from being a reasonable good and one of the only characters that had truly like changed who they were to going right back to being the same person he was before but even more mean-spirited and just an well, asshole. It's like it's almost like when a sociopath like is caught being a sociopath and then they just don't flip the switch back they're like no fuck it uh, the the fucking light has been revealed fuck you i'm not going to fucking care anymore i'm not going to pretend anymore it's all about me fuck you that's not what this is here this is him having a broken heart and he's hurt and betrayed and all. he's not a sociopath i i, I hope that they go in that direction uh, and just turns into some craziness with Dawson's just like, dude, how, how how fucking awesome would that be if this just turned into like a murder mystery? It it's like the alternate universe four, shit. Dawson's Creek. <laughs> Who ends up in the creek next week? Like next week, they're just, every week they're killing people off. And they're just like, oh man, only six more people on the creek. Only five more episodes. Who will last to the last fucking episode but they kind of turn it into a police procedural too and you got dougie and mr witter on the case doing all the fucking detective work yeah see you you give me all these characters and they flip the switch all right but that's that's not what happens here unfortunately dawson flips a bitch switch and he is all right so he pacey from weeks ago was representing leary's fresh fish in this boat race Dawson sees that, finds out about it for the first time, clearly fucking pissed, convinces Andy, who is you doing it for revenge on Pacey, to get their dad's boat so that Dawson can sail it in the race. Alright, I got two things here. I actually got a couple things about Dawson getting in this race and how they don't make sense. His motivation makes sense, but how it happens doesn't make sense. 
A, how did he enter into this regatta the morning of? Like, maybe an hour before it happens. That's not how these things yeah, work. there must not be... Uh, it must not be hard. No, I'm sorry, you don't just show up at something like that and pay and get in. Like, this had to have been handled and set up weeks ago, because there's... Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know shit about sailing. Maybe it is free wheeling like this. You can just show up at the last minute, throw down some cash on the table, boom, good to go. Hey, here's my Gino. I'm in. Where? Who did they explain who paid their entrance fee into the race? Because Potter's B and B, I don't think Dawson just it. said he paid for oh, it. That's fucked. Okay, good for, for him. His, for himself. The third and final thing: Where did they get the banner from? The Potter B and B banner. If they weren't planning on being in the race at all, they're a brand new business. Why do they have a fucking flag for a boat? He must have paid for that to get done that morning that that one in an hour or like less he went and got a flag made somewhere well let's put it this way he might have come up with this plan prior to this day i think that's giving dawson too much credit i think this is all impulsive he just found out that pacey i think he's only pissed because pacey's out there representing because pacey asked pacey asked the learys a month ago If they would sponsor him. So he knew that this was going on for a month. I I think they made it feel like Dawson was just finding out about it that morning. I feel like he had to have known because... He's not doing the same kind of shit he used to be doing. Like, fully involved because uh, Mitch is there as the GM. So he might not necessarily know about that. I feel like he's had to have heard because, like... Okay. This this is relatively new that him not being friends with Pacey. If this was a plan that he had, then why didn't he secure the boat or ask anyone about a boat before that morning? I'm not necessarily saying it's a full plan. I'm just saying it's the potential that he thought about it prior to it and maybe had started to to work on the easy things or maybe this was like something like it was supposed to be for i'm just trying to explain away bad writing i'm not looking for an explanation i'm saying that's what i'm having an issue with in this episode is the feasibility of dawson actually getting into this boat race right and also he doesn't know how to sail jack doesn't know how to sail mitch shows up miraculously and just having one guy who knows everything about sailing on a three-man crew makes this boat race really really well like, what? And on top of that, who the fuck is racing in this race if two 16-year-old kids, one who just started sailing and one who literally just started sailing, can come in and take potentially first and second? There were five boats in that race because Pacey ended up having to duck out and they took fifth. Well, Will too. Will's racing with Pacey because he shows up in this episode. Yeah, and so they take fifth, we're last place, and then Dawson gets disqualified because I guess in like they can't illegally like like knock them off a course. From what I gathered, yeah, like a boat has what they were calling a line, and I think like if a boat, yeah, it looked like they had the right of way. Yeah, if you've got, I think if you're ahead of someone and your bow is pointed towards the thing in the you know distance. You get that right away. And Dawson was like, no, I'm going to crash into you before I give that to you. Because even Mitch is yelling at him like, dude, get the fuck, get, stop it. Like, get out of there. Jack's like, this is my dad's boat. What are you doing? Dawson's like, I'll give a fuck. Last time I crashed the boat, I was getting ahead. Casey was fucking pissed, dude. But he didn't, he didn't swing on Dawson when they got off of there. I was so happy when that they found out that, uh, when Dawson found out he got disqualified, I was like, I was like, fuck you, Dawson. 
fuck Because he was so certain. He was so proud of himself. He's like, yeah, 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 I won, man. And Joey's like, no, you got disqualified, he's like, he's like, I did it for you, Joey. I did it for you. Well, and this is where she's like, oh, I'm tired of being the prize here. Like, none of this is worth it at all because all of us are getting hurt. And she just storms off of there. And Pacey just looks at Dawson. He's like, are you happy now? Like, is this what you fucking wanted? Because earlier in the episode, like, she wanted him to talk to Pacey or to talk to Dawson and be like, you should get out of this race. And Pacey's like, fine, I'll go talk to him again. And he's like, what are you trying to prove? Why don't you just take a swing at me? He's even saying, like, I know you want to hit me right now, but Dawson's obviously, that's not what this is about. Plus, I've already punched you before, so I know what that feels like. And that's when Pacey flat out asks, like, do you think this makes you a better man than me? And Dawson's like, I don't have to do that. You proved that when you moved in on Joey. And I'm like, how does him moving in on Joey prove that you're a better man than him? He didn't, quote unquote, move in. Oh, because Dawson wouldn't do that to Pacey? That's why I want Dawson to be like, fuck you. I'm going to date Andy. Well, that's where Dawson, I don't think Pacey would give a shit, though. Especially not no, now. he wouldn't. Especially not but, now. And, and, but then once Dawson starts to like Andy and it's cool, like that initial reasoning will be mute. It wouldn't matter until Andy finds out after they've been dating for six months and she gets mad and pulls a plug and then Dawson's been brokenhearted again. Dawson calls Pacey delusional and says that he's only interested in girls that he can save or screw. So he's really just putting out how he feels yeah, about Pacey. Dawson's just a real piece of shit. Because you look at how Pacey handles this whole situation, and I don't think Pacey did a wrong thing outside of not just be straight up with Dawson to start. That was obviously a fucking mistake. That's always yeah. a mistake in this show. If you've got something that's a secret, get rid of that secret, because it's going to be a problem if you don't. That's what everyone needs to realize right now. But outside of that, I think Pacey's handled all of it pretty fucking well. All things considered. He's not being shitty to Dawson, except for when Dawson's being straight up shitty to him. Because in that scene I was just talking about, Dawson's like, can you compete with the history? And Pacey runs down their history, and he's like, what, all that bullshit? Yes, it didn't mean anything romantically. Like, you both fucked that whole thing up, and her and I got something better than that. So he threw some barbs, too. But in the end, I think he, what he had, and this is why I think, joey would pick him over dawson coming off of this episode when he walks up to her at the wall at the end and he's like no ultimatums he's like the lease is almost up because again this wall is like a metaphor for their relationship and she just can't figure it out and he's like the lease is almost up like time's almost up but as he's walking he's like i'll renew the lease if you want me to and exactly no ultimatums i understand what's going on here i do i get it like i'm not trying to push you one way or the other Whereas with Dawson and how him and Joey interact, she has to tell him, Dawson, what she wants from him to just be a platonic best friend, basically. And Dawson's going to try to do that because that's what she wants, but he doesn't want that. So it's it's no. not going to work. Whereas Pacey yeah. genuinely is like, I'm good with whatever you decide because that's what you want. So if she's going to look at those two things objectively, one of them is being like, follow your heart. The other one's like, I'm going to put out an act for you so that eventually you can fall in love with me again. And it's obvious. So that's where I'm like, soulmate or not, like, don't, if you're not going to date Pacey, don't fucking date Dawson. Please let that bitch figure something out before you get involved with that mess again. But they end up watching E.T. to close out the episode together. Just chilling. Yeah, I really hope that like the flip flop of my series ending prediction it happens and it's joey marrying pacey with dawson being the best man 
that's actually the better ending to this series. You seriously hope that? Now I do. Okay, yes. well, I, it's the better ending to this series. I only ask because your prediction, staunchly, so far for so long has been Dawson and Joey, and now you're flipping and you're saying the better one would be. I listen, not a comment on what happens. I agree with you 100. percent I've told you a million times before. I'm Team Pacey and Joey all the fucking way. So you're right. It is better. But do you think that's what happens now, or do you need to mull on that for a bit? You don't even have all the information. No, that's not what I necessarily think happens. I think what I've always thought happens. I just think that I think that would be the better ending. Well, let's talk about what you think would be happening in the next two episodes, because we're closing out with a two-pack only. It's a two-pack, Jack, episode 22, bud. It's called The Anti-Prom. So this is obviously the prom episode of season three. So I'm going to knock that fucking home run out right now. <laughs> and I'm going to say that it's probably going to be opposite of everything that our characters have expected prom to be. So instead of everybody being happy and going to prom with someone, there's either going to be next to nobody going to prom outside of the happy couple of Henry and Jen because at this point, Pacey, Andy, Jack, Joey, and Dawson all single. Well, let's talk about Jack because we don't know if he's single. He's been doing this on and off, maybe sort of distancing with Ethan. Like, does that come back into play? Yeah, I kind of feel like he's been single still. Sure. But, like, I could see Ethan going to prom with Jack. That makes sense. Uh, I'll call that as a prediction for the next episode. I think we're still going to see a lot of fucking tension between Joey, Pacey, and Dawson. And to where I think Pacey's not even going to go to the prom. Joey's going to work on her mural. Not going to go to prom either? And that's where Dawson and Andy kind of bump into each other. And they maybe have a dance at the prom. Okay. All right. And the other happening is at the prom, Mitch and Gale. What's happening with Mitch and Gale? Oh, you know, just kind of continuing forward on their uh, journey. Okay. Let's hear about the season finale, episode 23, True Love. True Love. So this is where I'm going to say, yeah, fuck it. We're going to go with what I want. Joey and Pacey are going to finally just fucking realize it. And, or Pacey's already realized. Joey's already Joey's realized. Realize no, Joey's it. already realized it too. She's just denying it. And she's just going to say, you know what, Dawson? I can't deny this anymore. If you can't come to grips with the fact that I want to be happy with, and that means I have to be with someone else, then you just, then, then we're going to need to spend less time together because this is who i want to spend my time with and this is who i want to have stolen kisses with and uh if you can't like it you can suck it and dawson's actually like well you know what <laughs> it's funny i say that because i gotta tell pacey something and i'll be like pacey i'm sorry bro but i think i'm falling for andy and then pacey's gonna be like you son of a bitch actually i'm pretty happy for you and i'm hoping that this episode's just a a good send-off for a nice two-week vacation for from from creek chat i'm gonna have a little bonus content for that ass i think i might throw your way so 
maybe be on the lookout for that. We'll see how adventurous I'm feeling about it. But you can check out all of our previous episodes and all future episodes. FifthGrandEquates.com. New shit's coming out on Mondays. You can go to the Facebook page. You can go to the Twitter page. You can go to Podcast Republic. You can go to Apple Podcasts. You can go to... Always go back to Google. and For season four, um working on a little something something okay. to get us on another potential platform don't forget oh really well, will we hear more about that later ne- don't forget next episode on the season three finale we'll get the reveal chuck banner's official prediction of who is the spin-off character or characters appearing in young americans so be on the lookout for that shit It'll be on Monday again, unless it's on a Tuesday. You never know. We like to mix it up around here at 50grandequates.com. We're not... I mean, it was the first time ever. I know it was. I'm not I'm not saying... Dude, I was surprised it didn't happen before then. And that's not a judgment on you. It's a judgment on both of us. The fact that we were able to do this for 18 straight weeks and make it every Monday? Unreal. I don't commit to anything like that. Nothing. Except for Dawson's Creek, baby. That's right. But until that season finale, we We be be creaking. creaking!